Good afternoon, everybody. Um, we're going to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes today. So, week nine, played Penn State at home. Um, bust out new all-scarlet uniforms. Very clean, by the way. Probably best jerseys I've seen them wear in a long time. Whole crowd was scarlet. Looks good. Definitely better than a whiteout, for sure. Dig at Penn State there. Um... Particularly, we didn't look impressive, though. We beat a mediocre Penn State team by nine, had opportunities to beat them by more, and we just were not capitalizing on our opportunities, and we looked sloppy, both offensively and defensively. We did not look that sharp. We let Sean Clifford throw for 361 yards. That's bad. It, Sean Clifford is not a good quarterback. He has never been a good quarterback, and somehow he shows up at Ohio State and decides to throw for 360 yards. That's not because he just became the best quarterback overnight or a good quarterback overnight. It's our defense. We have a problem when teams decide to attack us over the middle. When teams attack us over the middle, they find guys open all the time. And then we start closing the middle, and they hit us outside. We don't know how to adjust. So that's pathetic in itself. Um, we Our running defense, our rush defense was pretty decent. Held them to just a total of 33 yards. That's not bad, and their longest run was 11 yards. So if, I guess if we're going to let Clifford throw for 361 yards on barely 50% completion percentage, I guess it's actually not bad on the defensive part. Um, and we'll talk about the offense now because how the offense does kind of, in my opinion, translate to how the defense plays. When you have our offense who had multiple opportunities to score and extend the lead, like, let's say, fourth quarter, 12 minutes left, Stroud had Olave wide out, wide open in the end zone, or going to the end zone on a fourth and three, and underthrows him, and he's not, he wasn't even pressured, underthrows him by five yards. That's bad, you, you have to capitalize on those. If you're not going to capitalize on scoring opportunities, especially in the red zone, I say could not score in the red zone. I don't know what their stats were, but I think going into the fourth quarter, they had been to the red zone five times and had one touchdown. When you're not putting points on the board, your defense, their effort, their their demeanor is going to be a little bit less. When you're giving your all and you're playing a good game and your other half isn't helping you and is just relying on you, you get to a point where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And if our offense is going to continue to make the mistakes and not capitalize, our defense is not going to be able to stay strong. And we've shown that, especially against Oregon. Our offense was not clicking, and our defense was folding. And you could see it. Their, everyone's demeanor and effort was completely different when one side is not working that well. 
And the games that we've blown people out, our defense looks great. We're not letting them score more than a touchdown or two a game, and our offense is putting up 50 or 60. When your offense is working well, your defense is going to want to play harder and put your offense back on the field. That's just how it is. Because both sides for Ohio State are extremely talented and are amongst the most talented in the nation easily. We have so much talent on both sides of the ball. Um, so let's talk about Stroud here. Uh, CJ Stroud, his stats look fine. I mean, he's he was 22 of 34, 305 passing yards, a touchdown, and 90 quarterback rating. But watching this guy throw the ball, it reminds me of a JT Barrett, but afraid to run. He does not run the ball. Let's see, let's see what his stats are running wise. This season, he has a total of nine rushing yards. Nine. We run read option on 80% of our rushing plays, and he has nine total yards. He doesn't keep the ball in read options. There have been multiple opportunities for him to take it and run, but he doesn't. Last year, when he came in for a series against Michigan State for Justin Fields, he ran for a 47-yard touchdown. Where is that this year? He seems afraid to get hit. In the Penn State game, there was multiple times that he saw a dude coming at him, had a good second or more to get it off, and rushed it because he was scared to get hit. He had multiple opportunities to take off and get a couple yards, but he runs out of the pocket, and then he just kind of hovers around the line of scrimmage. If you're going to run out there, take off you have yardage but instead you hold on to it and then you make some pass that's like two yards behind our wide receiver that's another problem he's completing these passes but he's not getting enough yards after catch from these wide receivers because he's hitting them just a half second late every time he's not hitting these guys perfectly if he hits the if he hits our wide receivers perfectly we're his stats would go up so much more. He'd I guarantee you he'd have the best stats of any quarterback in the entire nation. When you have I'm pretty sure all of our starting wideouts are former five stars. And Jigba, five star. Olave, five star. Garrett Wilson, five star. These guys are insane. But he can't hit him in stride and he doesn't know how to throw a deep ball. I don't I'm not sure I recall him throwing a ball that was completed for more than 50 yards in the air, 40 yards in the air. I don't. I wouldn't even say 35. 35 might be the max. It, it's bad. He he does not look good. I know his stats look good, but watching him play, it's it's like J T Barrett, but afraid to run, and he just happens to have a more talented wide receiver core. I'm not I'm not sold on him being good enough to lead us to a championship. 
unless he improves against these tough defenses in the upcoming weeks, especially against Michigan State. That'll be a good test for him because they're a mid-level defense, but there's going to be a lot of pressure in that game because it should be a top-five matchup at that point. But we'll see. Um, so now let's... I don't know what to say because I'm not sold on our backups either. I don't think that McCord or Miller will get the job done, but we'll see. Um, so now let's talk about college football playoff rankings. We're ranked fifth. I think that's a fair ranking. And I think the committee got pretty much the top ten completely right. The only one I may disagree with is probably Wake Forest at 9. I think that they should probably be outside the top 10 and maybe move Oklahoma State or Baylor into the 10 spot and move Notre Dame up to 9. But you've got Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma, and then Wake Forest, Notre Dame. I think... Obviously, a lot of people have a problem with Cincinnati being at six. The thing is, they've struggled against teams that you should not struggle with in the past few weeks, and their only win is against number 10 Notre Dame, who has beat nobody and played nobody except Cincinnati, and they lost to Cincinnati. So that's not that impressive of a win. I'm, I just don't see how people can... Defend Cincinnati. I mean, you. They played two. They were up by two at half time against Tulane. Top four teams in the in the nation don't do that. It's just not something that happens. Um, what's another? What's another controversial one? Oklahoma at eight. They completely deserve that. They, yes, they're undefeated, but they don't deserve to be undefeated or have any sort of respect. These guys have played. A terrible Nebraska team close. They played Tulane close the entire game. At least Cincinnati played them close for a half and then ended up at least semi-blowing them out. But Oklahoma played them close the entire game and got lucky that they didn't lose. They also played Texas close, who's now 4-4. Four and four. They don't look good. They played Kansas State close. They don't look good. They played Kansas close, really close, uncomfortably close, and probably should have lost that game if it wasn't for Caleb Williams doing that weird little grab the ball and get the first down from his running back. They they might have lost that game. They just don't look good and don't deserve don't deserve much credit this season. Um I do think that they got it right with the head-to-heads and have having Oregon over Ohio State. I think Ohio State's definitely the better team right now, but Oregon's loss was against Stanford. They have the same record, Oregon has the same record as us, and it. I can kind of excuse Oregon on their loss to Stanford. I mean, you had Thibodeau out still. There was injuries, coaching staff problems. I think they think one of their coaches had COVID. There's a lot of things going wrong, and it was at Stanford. 
and they didn't get blown out. They played them close, the loss in overtime. I think you can let that slide with all the circumstances. And it's fair. I think it's a good ranking. But um, I think that Ohio State should be safe as long as they win out, which they have. They've had to been. They had to be winning out this entire time. If they don't win out, or if they hadn't won out at all, no matter what they're ranked this week, they're done. You cannot go in with two losses. So it stays the same for them. If they win out, they're in. And this ranking just reassured that. So we see how that goes. I think Alabama will probably lose to Georgia in the SEC championship. So We'll definitely, I think we'll definitely see a shakeup soon, and we'll see how it goes with Michigan State because I think Ohio State will beat Michigan State, and I don't know how Michigan State will get in if they're not in the Big Ten Championship, but obviously we'll talk about that later when it gets that time because this is a, I could talk about this for a long time. There's a lot of crazy things that's, that could happen with this, but Long story short, Ohio State controls their own destiny to get into the playoffs. If they win out, they're in. It doesn't matter. No one in front of them has to lose. No one in behind them can jump them as long as they win out. So that's what we need to focus on. Ohio State needs to continue to win. They've got two big games left on their schedule, Michigan State and Michigan. Um, and the warm-ups for those games, uh, Nebraska and Purdue, should be cakewalks. So... I'm going to kind of skip over talking about them because I think Nebraska will kind of give us a fight maybe a little bit. They're they're a little bit better than I think people give them credit for, but I don't think they're very good. I think we should beat them by probably three or four touchdowns, and I would expect our defense to not allow them to put up too many points. So I think we're fine there. Purdue could give us a little bit of trouble. I don't think so, though. Uh, they've always given us trouble in the past, but normally that's at their stadium. So I think at home against Purdue, we should also roll them three or four touchdowns for sure. Um, I'm not too worried about either of those teams. But we've got Michigan State in three weeks. That is going to be a huge matchup. I'm actually going to that game. That one should be a fun one to watch. But... You have probably the Heisman, the the leader in the Heisman race, Kenneth Walker. And who else for Michigan State? A mediocre defense and your return man. forget what his name is, something, Reed. He's also a decent wide receiver. Um, also, your their receiver, Naylor. He's pretty decent, but I don't think he's anything more than what we saw in Penn State. So I am not sold on Michigan State. I don't think that they have much of a chance to beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State's just more talented by a long shot on both sides of the ball. I think Travion Henderson, if you give him the same carries and the same opportunity, if you swap him and Kenneth Walker, and you put Travion Henderson on Michigan State, I think he puts up just as good, if not better, numbers than Kenneth Walker. 
Travion Henderson is extremely talented. We just don't give him as much carries as Kenneth Walker because we have unbelievably talented wideouts. It's a, it's a different brand of football, different style, different play calling. But when you swap those, I'm not too worried about it. Our defense sees Travion Henderson all the time. And if you can shut down Travion Henderson or figure out how to stop him, which you probably do in practice all the time, and you're obviously going to watch film on Kenneth Walker and figure out how to stop him. If you take him away, it's over. Michigan demonstrated that. They took him away in the first half, and we're up 30-14, to 14, and then all of a sudden they let him bust out a few big runs, and here comes Michigan State, and they come back and win. If Ohio State can shut him down, I don't think they even need to shut him down completely to win that game. If you shut him down just a little bit more than Michigan State, you're, they're going to put up 50 points that game. Michigan State's defense is not good. So unless Ohio State has a complete lapse on offense, there is no way, no way that Ohio State loses to Michigan State, even if Kenneth Walker has a big game. Because Peyton Thorne, he's not good enough to make up for whatever Kenneth Walker can't do. So I'm pretty confident that Ohio State will win that matchup. Should be a top-five matchup. Should be a fun game. Um so we'll see. I'll get to be there. So that'll be fun. Then next week, we got the big game with the team up north. Michigan, they don't look good either. Cade McNamara is not a good quarterback. J.J. McCarthy, their backup, is not a good quarterback if they decide to start him anytime soon. I don't think he's ready. Their running backs, Blake Corm, Hassan Haskins, I don't think they're better than Kenneth Walker or Travion Henderson. I think their their offense is not anything to worry about. Ohio State's defense should be able to stop them. Uh, I'm not worried at all about Michigan's strengths, their running game. That's literally all it is, and we can shut that down easily. Just make McNamara pass. That's all we got to do, and we'll win that game. Probably by just as much as we have been past few years. Four touchdowns, five touchdowns. I'm not too worried. But let's talk about how great it is to have Harbaugh as the Michigan head coach. Watching that Michigan State-Michigan game, oh my god, that was the best thing I've ever witnessed in my life. What are you doing? Randomly putting in er, in, uh, J.J. McCarthy to run the ball. Why are you having J.J. McCarthy run the ball? You have two of the statistically best running backs in all of college football. And you have a starting quarterback who is just as capable of a rusher as J.J. McCarthy. Why would you put him in? The series before he fumbled that one to give it back to Michigan State, that ultimately gave them the win. He fumbled running the ball. He was clearly rattled. It was at Michigan State, and he's a freshman. And you allow him to get zero rhythm at all. And he comes in and just completely sears up the handoff. Why do you have him in? I just need to know what goes through your mind if you're, John, if you're Jim Harbaugh. You have to be thinking, I want to lose this game. I want to screw up 
the rhythm of both of my quarterbacks that I'm using. If I put my backup quarterback in right now, it's going to screw up my starting quarterback. And if my backup quarterback messes up, it's going to screw up his rhythm. But I'm going to do it anyway because I'm Jim Harbaugh and I like to lose. I like to lose to Michigan State and I like to lose to Ohio State because I suck at coaching. As an Ohio State fan, I absolutely love Jim Harbaugh as the Michigan coach. And I hope he doesn't get fired because it's amazing to see how bad he is. How It's just it, it's incomprehensible how he can be that bad of a coach for such an elite and elite historically program. They're not elite anymore. And there's no way anybody thinks they're elite. They're trash. They're mediocre. They've played nobody this season. I don't know why they're ranked 7th. They're not good. They're not better than Oklahoma. They're not better than Cincinnati. They're not better than Notre Dame or Wake Forest. They're not good. Ohio State, running the table. Mark it down right now. That's the end of this episode. Adios.